Podunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Of course you do. GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Here's a scenario. You're outside the fortress right before the game. It's freezing cold. You're on the app watching those prices drop. Now you're ready to pull the trigger on those tickets. And you're like, great. Now I have to take out my credit card and enter all those numbers. Here, hold my phone while I root around for my wallet. No, forget all that. The GameTime app has in super easy two-tap checkout. Two taps. Two taps? That's it. Two taps and you're in. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. I am back! What it do, baby? Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, November 8th. I'm J.E. Skeets, still here in Toronto, and alongside me, the man making the magic happen, J.D. How's it going, eh? There he is, eh? Joining us down in our ATL studio, we got the homie, Tass Mellis. Hello. Tassie, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo. And last, certainly not least, the international man of mystery, taken to the Max Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lily. All right, that's the crew. I got a few house cleaning notes here for you guys. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. The boys were popping packs on IGTV yesterday, so go check that out on Instagram. You can also like us on our No Dunks Facebook page at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email any questions, comments, concerns to No Dunks at theathletic.com. Thank you so much to everybody that has already sent in an email. For next week's Stepping on the Beach. Appreciate it. Guys, congrats. Before we get into it, congrats on two wedgies last night, boys. Way to go, guys. Way to go. We had been in a drought. We had been in a massive drought. But the NBA came through stuck two last night. So we're up to three early in the season. November tends to be a good month for wedgies, I think. Change in weather, maybe the ball's a little stickier. Yeah. There was once upon a time we were a little bit of sticklers if a guy took a shot. That was a non-shooting foul. Kemba Walker fouled on the floor. Referee immediately calls it, points to the floor, but the ball goes up, sticks. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not, not within the... game has the... changed. Well, what, what about the other one, though? I mean, that could be early wedgie of the year, the San Antonio. The Aldridge one, I mean, that was very cool. That was like a Every wedgie is like a snowflake. Yeah. I don't think we've seen a tip dunk sort of wedgie. That was pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah. Very, very nice. Uh, the other note here today on Friday is this is JD and I's final show from this very weird Airbnb <laughs> in Toronto. Toronto. This Toronto studio is shutting down yep. after this show. We're done. Hey. It's a wrap on the Toronto studio. Yes. Now, what's happening? Mm. Well, I'm coming home, boys. I'm yeah. coming home this weekend. Wee. Visa approved. I'm coming back on Sunday. <laughs> JD, on the other hand. Not approved. Not approved yet. Not approved yet. Not approved yet. <laughs> a little bit more paperwork. Okay. Good file. It's a bureaucracy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll have. So we need everybody to flood the USCIS website. <laughs> oh boy! Just oh, please yeah, don't. Do, not, do not. JD will be back in Atlanta. You know, uh, soon enough. 
Soon Co- couple weeks. So okay. you're leaving. You're leaving this again, weird Airbnb, yeah. and you're heading where? I'm heading to my parents' place in Bowmanville, Ontario. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. <laughs> you never thought we'd have a no dunks Bowmanville. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, wait we got to make a commemorative T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to say that on Monday's podcast. Uh, joining us live from Bowmanville. It's JD. How's the internet connection out there? I don't know. I will have to find. We'll, have to, we'll see. Uh, we shall see. All right. So we got a lot, obviously, to get to here on our Friday podcast. Uh, JD will be firing the pun gun. Uh, we've got tweet of the night. Tass has worst of the week. We'll finish with some rapid fire fun. But let's start by looking at back at those games on Thursday night. And we'll start with Kawhi Leonard and Sweet Lou Williams coming big through the clutch late, scoring LA's final 15 points to help lead the Clippers to a 107-101 win over the visiting Blazers. Uh, The win was Coach Doc Rivers' 900th career victory, uh, 13th coach in NBA history to hit that milestone. Um, But Kawhi, 27-13, he did have six turnovers. He he started slow, but he got it going late. He's Mr. Fourth Quarter and, uh, you know, shutting up some people, I think, maybe when it comes to the days prior whole load management uh, discussion about his uh, knees and his legs and his tendons and all this all this stuff inside his lower body. Um, what'd you guys think of this one, though? An entertaining game. Blazers put up a fight, but couldn't come through in the end. It is fun just to wait for the first three quarters to be over and watch Mr. Kawhi in the fourth, 18 points. Three straight games over 15 in the fourth quarter. Usually you look to the other side of the floor and wait for Dame to do that type right. of thing. Um, but... Um, they look like the tired bunch, especially mm. Dame and CJ early in the season. They're now sitting at three and five. They need some help. CJ McCollum's always a slow starter, um, but they had plenty of days off coming into this game. It's just easy to worry about that team now uh, for, for me. And with uh, Hassan Whiteside being their starting center and Yusuf Nurkic out their front line, not so good. Anthony Tolliver is starting currently. They need to get a lot out of that backcourt, and they need Hassan Whiteside to be better to win. But um, Kawhi Leonard is Mr. Fourth Quarter, right? I wonder if Paul George sits on that bench, and he looks out, and he hears all the talk about Kawhi. There's barely been any peeps about him. I wonder if he's a little gel. Oh, a little I jealous. love it, Tassie. Planting the seeds early of Paul George being jealous of Kawhi Leonard, taking every shot down the stretch. Maybe. Yeah, I'm here for it, but... Uh, <laughs> Kawhi was awesome. He was not awesome through the first three quarters, but he was clearly biding his time. Like Terry Stott said, got his dad joking. Looked like he was rested. It sure did. (laughs) (laughs) The shot was just a little bit off in the first three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, you know, I feel like his ball, when he shoots it, maybe gets about an inch over the rim. Oh, yeah. It's just so finely tuned, so... Kawhi, Kawhi calibrated that shot. Him and Lou Williams scored the last 19 points of the game. And, you know, both of those guys are incredible shot makers. They take tough shots and they make tough shots. So if you're not able to get a stop, it's not super surprising because they can get shots off pretty much any, any way that they want to. So uh, it's just a matter of making them. They came through in the clutch. The unis looked great. Oh, both did. Yeah, both right. unis. Yeah, it was a great night for that to watch. Uh, aesthetically, it was beautiful to watch. Um, but you know, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, offensively, him and Lou were fantastic. But Doc talked about after the game their defense because he said they didn't have a great offensive game. And I think again, Pat Beverly's job on 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 uh, Dame, particularly in the fourth quarter, was really good. In fact. Damien Lillard even said afterwards, Pat Beverly did a good job. That's something you never really hear a player say. (laughs) You know, they often just say, no, no one can stop me. I just couldn't make shots. But he actually credited Pat Beverly. So uh, I think, you know, Doc Rivers, as an experienced coach, he always likes to talk about the team's defense because that's, 
you know, that's what teams like to uh, hang their hat on. So, mm. you know, great finish by the Clippers um, because, you know, for, for Lillard and McCollum to go scoreless in the fourth quarter, that, that's, that's right. I mean, I, I can't imagine when the last time that would have happened that neither of them would have scored a point. So great win for the Clippers out there. But, uh, yeah, when you see Kawhi Leonard go out there and play last night uh, after all the controversy with the, with the uh, you know, resting and the load management, it's... Um, it's a weird situation. It's definitely a weird situation. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't that. think I don't think he heard a word about it. I, for him, it was like, oh, it's another game. Yeah, no, he I, doesn't listen to. No, it, he doesn't care. I'm, I'm I'm saying he doesn't care, but I'm saying the late the fact that they got fined fifty thousand or Doc Rivers got fined yeah. fifty thousand prior to the game because he said no, no, he was fine. That's so stupid. <laughs> now it's That's so. So, so what happens next time when he's when he sits out on a back to back? I mean. Doc won't say anything. No, but will will they even let him? Will they would the league allow it? Will they find it's him? So the files, man. It's Check so the dumb. It's so dumb. Here's what you do. Just say everybody's injured now. Just say everybody is banged up and injured. Why wouldn't you? But don't they have an independent <laughs> guy? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, uh, the NBA does. Uh, yeah, where they have yeah, to Yeah, that's what through. I mean. So it's, it's so the fact stupid. that the fact that basically the Clippers were exposed for saying no, he was just he was just resting rather than necessarily dealing with a specific injury. I think it just clouds it even more now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a $50,000 fine, too. Like, who cares? 50000 oh, bucks. Yeah, it's not the fine. It's, yeah, more the, so weird. it's more the fact that I think the NBA got pissed off at Doc Rivers yeah, because the NBA came out and said... Because he was misleading the gambler, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, because didn't the NBA say, oh, no, no, it's fine, we've spoken, and, and yeah. he's got an injury, and now the Doc Rivers said, no, he's fine. So the NBA's like, Doc, man, come on. You're a Doc. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> there we got that second dad joke in yeah, there we go. <laughs> what did you guys think about Whiteside being called out by Shaq and Barkley on TNT you know during halftime after he had a really brutal first half no doubt uh, they had the the uh, low light uh, mixtape of Whiteside while they're talking about him he only had 2.6 boards he had three turnovers was getting roasted by Zubots in the first half um, just seemed sluggish and slow uh, you know Picked it up in the second half, but are you where, where do you where do you fall on this? Is this like if I was asking this as a headline, is this news at all? Um, Shaq and Barkley calling out Whiteside or or not? I think it's news and it's accurate news because if you just look at his box score, you think, okie doke, he's doing his thing, seventeen and nineteen, yeah. not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Couple but blocks, you, well, yeah. actually, yeah, a couple blocks in there, and yeah, he sure he picked it up in the second half. But if you actually watch the game and those clips that were playing under the TNT broadcast or the TNT halftime as those guys were talking, Hassan Whiteside is just not using his body. He's just not being tough, not being strong. You get a lob from Damian Lillard and no one's around you, don't hang on to the ball and wait for the defense to come around you. Go hard to the hoop. The, the other guys are creating space for you. Do the right thing. Don't dribble a lot and play better defense. But that's, that's also asking Hassan Whiteside, to not be Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> he does it yeah. every game. Yeah, his. every game you can put put together a low light video of Hassan Whiteside because uh, of he just what specifically along the game. his effort. Effort on both ends of the floor, but you can also he can also end the game with those big stat lines like he had last night. He, yeah, but I think that's part of it too, right? He's like, man, I looked at my stats at halftime. I got two points. I got to get up to that double double level. So he busted it through the third quarter and then kind of chilled in the fourth yeah. quarter. But when you look at the stat sheet at the end of the night, seventeen and nineteen, that looks all right. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it doesn't. And I mean, he got a big contract because he was able to go out there and get huge stats. Exactly. Even Barkley mentioned he's right. Yeah. He would get twenty twenties during his contract yeah. year. He almost finished with a 2020 last night. Yeah. It's a contract year. That's all he's saying is, look at those two big numbers right there. Who but, cares about the W's and the yeah. L's? But we, we knew that anyway when Miami signed him. It was a risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a big risk, and, and, you know, he got the contract. There are times where he's like, yep, this guy goes out there and makes a huge difference. 
And then there are other times it's like he doesn't even look like he wants to be on the court. Um, and last night, I think we saw both of those in, in, in one half to the next. But was he even worse than what he usually does was his shooting? He was 7 of 18. He shot 39% for a 7-foot big man who gets space because Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum warrant all that attention. He's got to score better. And it's... Too many dinkers. Yeah, he was just dunk. chucking it up at the rim. Yeah. Right? And, and, exactly. and he, he's and, best when he's dunking. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just chose not to. He chose to flick it. And rather than use all that body... All that that special those special special physical gifts that he's got, and dunk that stupid thing. Um, but um, <laughs> oh my it's, god, it's just, there's it, a reason this stinks. guy didn't make the league until he was like 25 years old. That's, that's yeah, the and, and, and the fact that Miami gave him it was 2016 when they signed him that contract, and we all talk about basically every October. Well, this this Miami team they really make you work. It's a real Jim Boylan type franchise. <laughs> work hard, work hard, work hard. If you if you're not in shape. They just make you get in shape. And Hassan Whiteside even, you know, he, he wasn't optimized there. He, he didn't play to his potential there. Quite often he was set. He, he came off the yeah. bench a lot of the time. He, and, and the Blazers took a chance. Uh, they needed somebody to, to shore up that front line. Um, they traded Myers Leonard for him, who's, I don't know if he could have fit in better. I was going to say, would you, you rather know, but, have Myers Leonard or Whiteside giving you 15 and 13 and a block and a half? And doing what we know he can do, and it's not going to blow you away by any means, but he's still yeah, playing I, his part. I think you know what you're getting out of Whiteside as far as effort and, and, and potential. Leonard probably didn't quite live up to it early on in his career, perhaps. No, That's, no he didn't either. He yeah. got the same contract, right? Yeah, he's yeah. inconsistent for almost year, the anyway. exact same reason. Yeah. It's not so much effort. He just isn't necessarily good from night yeah. to night. Yeah. Myers, Leonard. It's tough because um, the Blazers still need Whiteside. They still have a ton of yeah, injuries. They still true. need him to even be better going forward in the season. They got to be a little bit scared. I imagine it's got to be Damon CJ. Now it just got to be like, I mean, we lost by six. They didn't score in the fourth quarter. We can talk all we want about Whiteside. If your two stars show up in the fourth quarter, maybe it's a different story. Right, right. And, and, and Lillard did give a lot of credit to a guy like Patrick Beverly in the Clippers defense. Um, yeah. for, and for we are talking about one of the better defensive teams in the oh, league yeah, when definitely. it comes, yeah. comes down to it. And then you throw in, how about you throw in a Paul George in there? That's the scary part about Kawhi Leonard is that in the postseason last year, he was called upon to be the Raptors' best defender. They went on to win the championship. Obviously, he got some help, but, but now there's even better help around him. In, in Patrick Beverly, eventually Paul George. Yeah. Trez. Um, yeah, yeah, Trez. Yeah, he does his thing as well. I, the oh, Raptors, I think Trez has been great for them. Yeah, he's, he's, um, I mean, he's always an energy guy. And yeah. always, he's, he's never a great one-on-one defender, but, uh, you know, he, but he's, he's doing his part. He, he's very good at getting those loose balls and contesting those extra shots and, again, just running the floor, getting down there. Because he knows he's not going to get shots, but he knows he can get baskets mm-hmm. by, by being in the right place at the right time. And, and coming off the bench for them, he gives them a huge lift. I, I think he's been fantastic this season. Oh, 100%. All right, uh, moving on here. What did you guys think of the tribute video? Standing ovation, Kemba Walker in his return to Charlotte. He didn't play well, and the game wasn't close by any means, really. Celtics crushed him. Um, but what do you think about that moment? The guy deserves it. Kemba Walker, you know, uh, who was it tweeting? Uh, a former teammate, uh, Marvin Williams, was tweeting about his legendary success with the Hornets. I don't know if I would call it legendary, but for the second incarnation of the Hornets, it kind of is. Uh, clearly, he was emotional. You know, tears in his eyes. His mom was going crazy when he finally had a shot pointing to the back of her jersey. It looked like a fun night. Not surprising that he would play so poorly in the first half. And then he had a great third quarter, basically put the game away. And, you know, all things considered, a nice return for Kemba Walker. Yeah, the game itself just 
wasn't fun. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it was dull. Uh, the Celtics kind of got on top early on, and uh, and that was it, really. And, and Kemba, I mean, you mentioned he didn't score until, I think, the third quarter. I think he hit his first basket. Got a couple, but it wasn't one of those games that you're going to really remember other than it was Kemba's first time back in Charlotte. So that tribute video was awesome, though. I thought that was really, yeah. really well done. And I liked when they did it, you know, at the start of the game there and, and obviously giving them the standing O. And, yeah, legendary may be a stretch, but he's the franchise's <laughs> all-time leader in, like, points, minutes, field goals, threes, free throws, win shares, and then, like, you know, second in assists, third in steals. I mean, he basically leads every category. I guess that's sort of legendary <laughs> when it comes to that yeah. franchise. And it was well a well-timed video because it messed Kemba up. <laughs> yeah. He didn't play hit well. Hit him in the heart. Uh, he hit his first bucket in the third quarter. It took him, yeah, it did hit him in the heart. It took him some time to to get around. But those Celtics supporting cast players, uh, the Gordon Hayward run, still running. Yep. Uh, still looking good. Dropping 20 and 10 in this game. Jason Tatum helping out. This is a team now sitting at 6-1. and one. They're atop the Eastern Conference right now. And uh, they're impressing, uh, you know, in, in that they're, they're steady and... I know there's, there's, there was some hate for for the way we talked about the Celtics the other day that hey they don't have any big wins, but yeah their schedule hasn't been all that all that tough. Well, that, be- I was, I'm glad you brought that up, yeah, especially for Lee because the Beantown boys were coming at you uh, on yeah. Twitter because yeah. you Bean sort boys. of yeah you brushed aside their competition so far. They had some like some easier teams you said, but then people were pointing out they did beat the Raptors and the Bucks. I mean those are two yeah. of the better teams in the conference. Yeah, a couple of the Beantown boys came at me, but actually there was a couple of defenders as well. So a couple of people said, yeah, you're right. We have beaten the Cavs twice and the Knicks. So, yeah, it's okay. You know, Nick, uh, Bucks and the Raptors. So, okay. But listen, 6-1, and one, they, they, there's no doubt they've, they're flying under the radar, though, by their normal standards. If this was the last season, 6-1. 100%. So, uh, 100% know. agree with that. But I, I will point out one thing. I don't know if you guys saw it in the third quarter. Marcus Smart picked up an offensive foul. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a foul, no doubt about it. It was his fifth foul, so he, he got sent to the bench. And he kind of turned around and sarcastically clapped at Brad Stevens, which, which if this team is one and six, that to me gets blown up. It's like, mm. look at them. They're, they're, they're falling apart. But six and one, you can kind of go, oh, yeah. And Brad Stevens was asked about it after the game. He said, look, he's an emotional guy. We know that with Marcus Smart and he was frustrated. But it is just a little weird thing to go right at your coach and clap at him, I thought. You don't like a sarcastic clap. Like, no, not in, you know, there's cameras everywhere. We know that. We saw it the other night down at the Fortress. But, if, you know, that's the sort of thing that if things do start to... If the Celtics go on a bit of a, a losing streak, stretch, streak, stretch, streak, <laughs> stretch, <laughs> those are the things that absolutely get uh, blown up on social media. But, you know, the six and one, so it kind of just gets ignored for now. But uh, Marcus Smart, you know, I think, he's, I think he's a great player, very, very important to the success of the Celtics. And he was frustrated, but it was weird because it was clearly a foul. Well, yeah, what Marcus Smart said afterwards was he said to Brad Stevens, hey, they're picking on me out there. You got to defend yeah. me. You got to step up and tell the refs, say something. You're my coach. But, yeah. since, but since he didn't, I had to. Yeah. And so that's, that's what but he again, told But again, on that specific play, there's no question that was an offensive foul. Yeah, yeah but he's, probably, he's saying overall, though. He's oh, like, I'm yeah. getting a crap whistle tonight. Coach, say something. My coach. <laughs> uh, well, well, Skeets, you he's said. He's not wrong. He should. I mean, he, that's, he really should. I mean, maybe he doesn't think some, any of those whistles were bad, and he's fine with it. But also, Brad Stevens isn't, doesn't appear to be that sort of a emotional type of coach either, where he's going to be barking at a, at a particular official because of a player picking up fouls. Well, Skeets, you said you're happy that I brought up that the Beantown fans were mad at Lee. Well, I'm happy that you mentioned that they beat the Bucks and the Raptors because they're 
they beat the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors, who had a great defense in the postseason last year. And I said the Clippers, Kawhi is better off playing with the Clippers a mere minutes ago that he's better off playing with the Clippers over the Raptors last mm-hmm. season because they have better defenders. Listen, the Raps defense was great. I don't want the Raps <laughs> being towners coming after me. The Raps defense was amazing in the postseason. Um, but individually... Do the Clippers have better defenders? Let's go through them one by oh, one. Boy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, one more thing from this game, uh, the, the Celtics-Hornets game. You know, you, were, you guys were talking about maybe Kemba felt that tribute video. He felt that standing ovation. I mean, he was tearing up, and then, he, then that, he took that out onto the floor and was struggling in the first half. What's Terry Rozier's excuse? Was he just that caught up in that video as well? He's like, wow, that one day could be me? Because he's garbage <laughs> right now. He has been yeah, he, so. I mean, it's not really all that surprising. That was one of the more perplexing signings of the summer. The money they did give him. Um, he was just as he was worse. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say just as bad. He was a lot worse than Kemba on the night. Yeah, maybe he was just wowed by the production values in that tribute video. He has not been the best point guard on the Hornets. No. You know, Devonte Graham has clearly been their their best perimeter player. And, you know, he's a lot of the reason I think that the Hornets are actually a pretty fun watch early in the season. That's kind of a surprise to me. But, yeah, if you are the Hornets, you got to be a little bit worried about Scary Terry because he's scary right now, but it's yeah. not in the good way. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, if you're James Bregler, you're the head coach, do you just keep on playing Terry Rozier or do you put him into a, a backup role where he's not going to thrive? Oh, he would hate that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, like he was Kyrie's backup exactly, yeah. in Boston after having the, the, the bit of the playoff run when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He comes here, he signs for that, you know, three for whatever it was, 51-ish or something like that. I think this is a bit of a, hey, we know you're not the best point guard, but going to start you because that's our <laughs> best way to get you going, even though you're not the best point guard on the team. It's a struggle. It's a, it's a tough call for James Borrego. And this is a team that's on the periphery of the playoffs. They have looked okay. They have the Bean Towners could come at them as well because they haven't played, they haven't been beaten anybody great. Uh, that's pretty clear. But they're they're there, and Devontae Graham playing more minutes over Terry Rozier would get them closer to that playoff mm-hmm. spot. It's a tough right, one. Moving, moving on here, Heat Suns. Jimmy Butler scored thirty four points, thirty in the first half, and then Goran Dragic, the Dragon, he had a monster second half to help Miami win their fourth. Game in five. Bounce back from that 20-point loss to Denver on Tuesday. The Heat improved to 6-2 and two for the first time since 2012 when they had LeBron. Yeah, remember that guy? And they won a title. It, was, it really was the Jimmy Butler show in the first half and then the Goran Dragic show uh, in the second. He scored 20 of his 25 in the second half. He was, uh, he was unconscious from three. He was hitting some deep bombs. Yeah, honestly, it was two fun shows to watch. Jimmy Butler in the first half I thought was great watching. He had the turnaround on Mikhail Bridges, kicked him right in the junk, just jogged back down the court, looked great. And then in the second half, Dragic was back in Suns mode. He hit a bunch of threes. He hit a second one from the top of the key, and I was listening uh, to the Heat broadcast, and their, their uh, broadcasters hit us with a two kabooms in a row from <laughs> Goran Dragic. Two kabooms! But those were massive kabooms, and then the defense picked up for the Heat in the fourth quarter. They basically just shut the Suns down completely, and the game was over. The, uh, the Suns, like, th- this game was like the Heat got out to a 10-point lead, then the Suns went on a run. Then the Heat pushed it out again, and then the Suns went on a run again. And when you got the pick-and-payoff game there, you, you just start... <laughs> it's so oh. frustrating because you're like, just, just, okay, get over the line, get over the edge here, but they couldn't <laughs> do that. But I will say, Devin Booker... Seems to be talking trash to basically everyone and anyone this season. And it's great. He was going to BAM last night, which is awesome. I mean, again, this, if this is sustainable from Devin Booker and he can maintain the, the level he's been playing at, this is going to be great. But it, he's going out there 
almost looking for a, 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 a guy, like a challenge, so he can raise his game. And I think that's great. And, uh, you know, the, the, again, the Heat played really well last night, deserved to win, and the Suns have been great. But you just feel that maybe the Suns are starting to improve and, and, and it's starting with their leader, as it should be, in Devin Booker. Well, a guy who was looking for a challenge last night was Tyler Hero because he said, hey, that's Devin Booker. That is my Tyler yeah. Hero. Yeah, that was the guy he modeled yeah. his game after and said, I want to defend that guy. He told Jimmy Butler, apparently, let me defend him. He's that type of guy, as Eric Spolster said, uh, post-game. And there was a clip on the Daily Ding about it today on another great athletic podcast that you've got to go listen to. Tyler Hero said, let's, let's do this. I want, I want this guy. And Eric Spolstra, we just talked about Hassan Whiteside not being a guy who stepped up in the Miami locker room to be tough, like a, a true Miami Heat player to fit that M.O. Well, Tyler Hero seems to be fitting that M.O. very early in his career. And one other cool thing, you mentioned Gordon Dragic going off against his former team. He's not, he's not a vengeful guy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think of him like that, but it's interesting to see a guy, you know, a vet, even goes back against his former team and is like, I'm doing this. Yeah, you know? and, he, you, and he addressed need... it after the game. You're right. Oh, yeah, did he? I didn't even see yeah. that. Yeah, he said something about, like, it's nothing better than basically doing that against your old team. <laughs> so hmm. Hmm. He, he knew it for sure. Uh, finally, LaMarcus Aldridge, guys, scored a season-high 39 points as the Spurs rolled to the 121-112 victory over AKC, OKC. LMA... Let's call him that. I know he hates it. Uh, finished 19 for 23 <laughs> from the field. He had that stretch there where he hit like 10 or 11 um, shots in a row when you bridging the two halves. I think he is one of the most underrated guys in the league when he's rolling to watch. Just because how he goes about getting his buckets, just like that little turnaround or he gets to the Russian spot over on the baseline and just he shoots it so high. Like Steven Adams, there was nothing he could do. And he was just automatic on Thursday night. They seem, the defenders seem to try to push him a little bit further and further back, you know, not quite to the three-point line. Yeah. And LaMarcus just keeps spinning and it just keeps dropping because he's got that beautiful arc on the shot anyway. Uh, you know, it was a bit like watching DeRozan down here at the Fortress the other night. That mid-range game, just it just kills you. Uh, and it was, you know, last night it was LaMarcus Aldridge because it was a pretty close game for uh, yeah. most of it. But then it was just sort of LaMarcus just doing it, spinning and turning. And, and you know, Stephen Adams is a good defender. He's a good body defender. But you're right, there was nothing he could do. He could get his hand up, it just kept on dropping, and uh, we just always overlooked LaMarcus Aldridge, but he's, he's very reliable, very dependable. I do like watching LaMarcus Aldridge because I, I just love hoops. That being said, <laughs> it's not sexy when he's going for 30 no. or 40. Oh, I disagree. Not I disagree. You don't like the arc? I love it. It's, arc it's just not sexy. It does not, there's no way you can disagree. It does not fit <laughs> into the definition of sexy basketball. I like it, but it's, it's, it's just automatic. There is, there is no there, – he's not coming off the floor ever. <laughs> no. um, yeah. I, you know, listen, he's, he's steady Freddy, but it's not sexy. Come on. It doesn't I, fit under hey, there was the a couple times wide definition. There was a couple times in the fourth quarter after he'd be, he couldn't miss a jumper or his turnaround, his high-arcing turnaround, where then the, then the Thunders, but like Adams, whoever it was, they did start to run at him aggressively on a closeout. And Aldridge put the ball on the floor, a couple strides, laid it in, had a little soft touch going inside, getting it up on the rim, and it would drop. I thought, I think he is. I, I do think it is sexy because it's different. It's okay, sexy, maybe not the right word. It's still fun to watch <laughs> because it's not a that's guy. Like that popped a Roman and watched Lamarcus <laughs> yeah, Aldridge last it's night. It's not a guy that's like Kyrie or Harden where, you know, dribble, dribble, dribble and putting on that type of show. It just feels. It feels unstoppable when the shot, that jumper, is dropping because I don't really know. I mean, yeah, you can send an aggressive double at him, but he, 
he when he gets it and he makes a quick decision. I know Pop talked about this after the game. Um, he just got it and he's feeling it that night, so he just turns around and shoots it over whoever's guarding him. No one's gonna block it. No one. It's way too. He's too tall. That guy's a seven footer, and he shoots it so damn high. It was good to see a game for, like that from him because he hasn't been all that great this right, season. Right. He his needed eight, a little his eight, eighth game. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a, he had a twenty seven point game, but he hasn't been. Awesome, and they guaranteed his money for last year, and he's 34 years for next year, I should say. They recently guaranteed it, which was a kind of an interesting move. They they, they moved forward the date, and it seems like they're they're going to guarantee it. Uh, that's the report, anyways. And he's 34, and it just seemed a little off with the way he's performing early in the season. But he fits your definition of sexy. He's going to be a sexy 35 year old making a lot of money, <laughs> Skeet. So. You should be happy. You know, they corrected his height too. He's only 6'11". Just wanted to point that out. You said he's a seven-footer, but, you know, no one, no one can get away I, with it anymore. <laughs> I've never thought of him as a seven-footer. Oh, man. You're seen, you've seen the guy in person, though. He is a giant. I always thought in my head he's watching him on TV that he was smaller, and then I remember seeing him at All-Star Weekends, and I'm like, that guy is massive. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Especially seeing him at All-Star Weekend where they're usually up on platforms. <laughs> I remember he, he left his media scrum about 15 minutes early said I, I gotta go take a piss <laughs> and so he got off that platform and he was uh, you know about 18 inches already taller than everybody there and then he stood up and uh, everybody got out of the way handed him some toilet paper and said go ahead sir hey one more fact check while you're at it there Lily. Um I said yeah. I said Lou Williams and Kawhi Leonard scored the Clippers final 15 points I know Trey I think slipped in that they scored the final 19 points I've seen both here this morning I was, what? Maybe I, it was 17 Well, it, Maybe it was because uh. I thought Montrez, Montrez Harrell scored like around the 3 minute mark so he was the last guy beside them I thought to score and I thought that put them at 92 and then it was 15 You need. I need you to fact check that uh, one that one's been killing all right, me all I'm podcast I'm long checking it. Three, the four. NBA's play by play not Working on the NBA.com oh, website. Oh, so. tough, tough, tough. Oh, I got, the, I got my, my stat from the Daily Ding podcast this morning. So if there's a differential in those Dave DeFore points, you can blame oh, him. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got a third dad joke. Uh, We're okay. coming for Dave number DeFore. <laughs> it's 15. It's 15. Yeah! I've just done it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. The last non-Kawhi or Lou basket came from Montrez with 3.11 to go. Thank you, You Lee. know what? I extended an offer to Dave DeFore to come to Atlanta and be on the <laughs> podcast. It's revoked. Yeah, get out of here. You made me look like an idiot, Dave. In Dave DeFore's defense, I think NBA.com had it up on the front page. I swear to God, I saw it too, and I think that's wrong. All right, let's get to worst of the week. Dave DeFore's defense. Yeah. There might be a Twitter handle out there. In Dave DeFore's defense. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. Worst of the week. What we got? Uh, Honorable mention. Milwaukee Bucks' Eric Bledsoe because he decided that he was going to inbound the ball, not by inbounding it, by simply just walking (laughs) into the floor with the ball. Turnover. (laughs) You can't do that, Eric Bledsoe. Giannis Tetacumpo, though, he took the blame because he told Eric Bledsoe as he was stepping out of bounds to inbound the ball. He called a play, so Eric Bledsoe was already in play mode. He was already in his head walking into the set and ready to run the show. So Yanis blamed himself, but you can't blame Yanis, you can't blame yourself. You don't, you don't have to wait until he inbounds it to call the play. It's not your fault, Yanis, but that's what good teammates do. Second runner-up, Dave DeFore. No, Second runner-up, the Lakers' Anthony Davis. He was doing an appearance and a Q&A in his hometown of Chicago at the charter school he attended, and he was asked, if you get a chance to come home and play for the Bulls, would you do it? 
Anthony Davis sat there. He was, you know, uh, had this very, very controversial year last year. Took a whole lot of flack for requesting a trade to get out of New Orleans. He could be a free agent this summer. And he decided to answer it like this. Quote, honestly, it's nothing like playing at home. I don't know. I mean, I am a free agent next year. (laughs) But we'll see. I added that. But we'll see. It's a possibility. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense. And he walked it back the next day. And for some reason, it, it didn't really get much. I got some play, but it didn't get a ton of play. Because I guess everybody knows that. He's not going to Chicago next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly right. That's right. He said a few months ago, he's like, yeah, yeah, I basically didn't even consider it uh, because <laughs> they don't have the team around him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, he definitely walked it back and went with the all 30 teams are on my list again approach. Uh, what's the point? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has to answer the questions. What's the right answer? Is he supposed to say, everybody knows I'm going to resign with the Lakers? I, I guess he's gone to L.A. and maybe he's just wants to – Play up his coolness. Play up that uh, he can be an actor. Or play up that yeah, he's in space. Jam got too. some personality. personality yeah. yeah, not a good look. Yeah. First runner up, the officials who tossed Grizzlies Jay Crowder after an incident with James Harden, where Crowder, the guy who was tossed, was hit below the belt. Now he was having a conversation with James Harden, and the, the, this was during a break in play. The officials kind of had to say, "Hey guys, well, let's let's cool it down." And there was nothing. Nothing. I don't think there was any punishment or any text handed out for that, but the ball was going to go get inbounded. Jay Crowder gets to James Harden's left hip, as many people are playing James Harden, just not even standing in front of him, just playing on his, on his left hip. Harden gets the inbound. We're basically at midcourt here. Harden throws out his left chicken wing to the undercarriage of Jay Crowder, mm. hits him directly below the belt. Whistle. Jay Crowder called for a foul. Crowder has his hands on his knees. He's in pain for a good five, seven, eight seconds. He's just sitting there. He gets up, goes and gets in James Harden's face, or goes and gets in his teammate's face because people were still mad at him over the, the preceding argument with James Harden. So he gets in, in a couple of Rockets' faces, and he gets tossed because he was deemed the hothead in this one. The officials, they didn't see it right, maybe giving a superstar call to James Harden and not backing Jay Crowder, the role player who works hard. That's the wrong move. There shouldn't be a hierarchy in the NBA. I don't see why they toss him. I really don't get it. He's the one who got hit in the Hibberts, and he gets tossed to the locker room. Weird one. That was a strange, strange one. Uh, but the winner this week is the Atlanta Hawks, John Collins. Caw-caw. Yeah, it's got to be him. He's the third-year player suspended for 25 games because he took a banned substance, a growth hormone. He said that was part of a supplement he was taking on his own. But the second-best player on the Atlanta Hawks, won't be out there for near a, a third of the season here. Or I don't know how the Hawks uh, really replace him in their lineup. And um, I, I know we say, like, he's not asking his trainer what is every ingredient in this supplement I'm taking. But you got Lee Ellis looking at every ingredient in his kombucha. This guy, this guy <laughs> is paid to physically perform. He's got to know what he's putting in his body. And uh, or he's got to be able to trust his guys that he's working with more so. So it's got to be John Collins, unfortunately, and it's a bit of a bummer uh, for the Hawks franchise. And now there is a lot of pressure on Trey Young this season. Yeah, really bad timing too. The Hawks play the Kings here at the Fortress tonight, and then they have five road games in eight days before coming home 
to face the Milwaukee Bucks. So this is one of the tougher stretches of the season for the Hawks, and they're yep. doing it without their second-best guy, the guy who's been their best rim protector. I don't know if you got peptides in your kombucha, <laughs> Lee, but you got to check the labels. Yeah, I haven't been tested yet, so uh, <laughs> maybe after the show we can have a little pee in a cup. Oh, yeah, let's there. IGTV <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Check uh, your peps. I'll get, I'll get Lee. Uh, I'll get the cup dash. for Lee. Young peptide dash. <laughs> I'll get the cup for Lee because we're on the same uh, bathroom schedule. Oh, are you guys? We, yeah. fi- we find each other in the bathroom yeah. once up? a day or so. Nice. Yeah, great. All right, so John Collins, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> winning worst of the week. Let's fire the pun gun, JD. It's pun gun time. <laughs> well, we've been exiled in Canada for a full month now, oh. and it's getting real. It was minus five degrees Celsius last oh. night. Winter is here, so give me some NBA winter puns like Tony Parker. <laughs> Eric <laughs> Snow. Oh, oh yeah, really that's nice. good. Really nice. Yes, very nice. The Washington Blizzards. Mm. Tuka Doncic. <laughs> uh, I know you said it was minus I know you said it was minus five, but what if it was? I don't even want to say it. Minus Dave DeFore degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about Rick Mitz? <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about Skate uh, Duncan? Nice. World be freezer. World be freezer. Terrence Frost. Terrence Ross, Terrence Frost, that's nice. good, yeah. How about Kyle Plowery? <laughs> How about Doc Shivers? <laughs> what about uh, Portland Trailblazers' Casey Coldhall? <laughs> oh my god, stop it, stop it. Uh, how about Alpha Tuk Aminu? <laughs> Hat Barn. <laughs> Carl Anthony about... Downs coat. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, very nice. Ski McKayluk. <laughs> sure, ski hat McKayluk. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's very cold here, it's guys. Cold, I can't wait man. to get back to Atlanta. All right. Yeah, it'll be warmer, but not that much warmer. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, tweet of the night. What do you got, JD? Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet ah. We are, we are putting you to work for your final show. Oh my God, I got a lot going on nice over here. Airbnb, yeah. yeah, Tweet of the Night. There were a bunch of tweets flying around yesterday about a Reddit user called Angry Centrist who is claiming to have found a correlation between James Harden's performance on the basketball court and the quality of strip clubs in the city he's playing in. Mm. So the better the strip clubs are in any given city, the worse Harden plays. Uh, the study found that he played the worst in Miami, so meaning they have the best, best strip, strip clubs. clubs, and played the best in Toronto. <laughs> meaning? Meaning Toronto has the worst strip clubs out of 29 cities. 20. Yeah, well, third, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they ranked. LA, he counted, obviously, the Clippers and the That's right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, that's that's, that's crazy. That's just not. It's not. Uh, well, the, 
you're right because they did the his his uh, reasoning was or how he was going about his city strip club rating was it it was determined by the average Google review right. rating for the first ten strip clubs <laughs> in each city based on the Google search like a simple Google search like Toronto strip clubs or best Toronto strip clubs. Because I'm with you. Like, this was making the rounds. Very funny. A hilarious, yeah. like, concept. And the guy put in the work. And it is great. But that's where I stopped. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's, I mean, Who, that's who reviews a strip club on Google? Jade, <laughs> <laughs> he's, out, he's outraged at this. I mean, checking into a strip club on Facebook, yes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. A strip club on Google, no way. No, oh, Salt Lake on. City finished third <laughs> overall in positive on. strip club reviews. They're just happy that there's a strip club right, there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Okay. If, if he went to Jilly's in uh, Toronto, I can understand why that <laughs> uh, rates a little Jilly's lower. Gone, yeah, Jilly's man. long gone, oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's oh. gone. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Also, Atlanta was ranked 23. That's out of here, You're saying man. way too low. Obviously. Low! Yeah, so low. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> San Francisco, 24? I spent a magical <laughs> evening one night at Larry Flynn's Hustler Club, and I literally watched a young Matt Austin fall in love. <laughs> It was. Is that why he went out to California? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what's he up to these days? We don't know. Maybe he's a little uh, so you bartender like, or so something. So you like the idea, but oh, he sure. should have sent you out to every strip club. I, you know what? I am up for the task. Right. So, uh, oh, by the way, Houston was not on the list. I don't believe. Well, because he, he's because he's from there. Yeah, yeah. Houston has the worst strip clubs. I think we can all speak to that. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Austin, yeah, he lost his glasses. His glasses got stolen in a Houston strip club. It, he, it, if this was real, he would be shooting fifty points every night that he, every home game. They would have probably won three or four. How long has he been? Uh, no, uh, he's been there a while. Seven years. They, they seven should have won years. the championship. I mean, come on. Right, right. Anyways, so some problems. Mm. With I got some problems. Though. I mean, I'm not a science desi- de- de- uh, denier, but uh, and this was quite scientific. It's actually worth going in and it's seeing amazing. all the graphs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. My favorite mm. tweet of the night yet. Great stuff. Great stuff, JD. All right. Pick them results from Thursday night. It was that Heat Suns game. It was so hot. Hotter than a strip club. We had Tass and Lee taking Phoenix, who were favored by one and a half. And we had Trey and myself taking Miami on the road. The Heat got it done. Big Butler first half. The Dragon in the second half. So that's a win for Trey and I. I'm at three and two for the month of November. The rest of you guys are two and three. What's our game on Friday night, Tass? Ooh, the Miami Heat again. Second night of a back-to-back. Oh, boy. Going into Los Angeles, continuing their road trip. They're playing the Lakers. Lakers are favored uh, big time. Eight and a half points. Mm. So if you're taking the Heat, you just have to lose by eight or less, or get the win, obviously, to get the check mark. The Lakers have to win by nine or more. Wow, that's a tough one. Wow, that is a tough one. Big bite. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about two very good teams thus far early in the season. Give me the hate. Sure. You know, yeah. I was pretty upset that, uh, uh, you know, Trey yesterday when we were talking Heat Suns, he said, which form of Heat are you taking? Or which. Which one are you taking? I went with the Sun. I appreciate the Sun. Mm. Uh, So I'm going to make up for it now. I'm taking the Heat. Interesting. Uh, You know, I think. uh, Second night of a back-to-back is going to be tough playing against the Lakers, who have been balling a little bit, so I'll, I'll go with the Lakers. Wow. Um, 
All right. I'm also... No, you no, no. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going heat. I am going heat. Um, I liked after the game. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the little, uh, you know, while he was leaving the court, Jimmy Butler getting the one-on-one uh, -on -one interview. And he had a bunch of his guys on the heat were trying to, like, video bomb him in the back. And he kept saying, no, get out of here. Get to the back. We got a game tomorrow. He's locked in. <clears throat> He said it's all about me when he was asked about it from Jax, which was very funny. I thought that was great. He smiled. He was joking. Um, but I like that he was like, we got a game tomorrow. Let's go. Let's get back there. Let's get to the Lakers and, and try and keep it close. So I'm going heat. Everybody's got the heat except for Trey, who's taking the Lakers to win by nine or more. Good luck on this Friday night. All right. Before we go here, a little rapid fire fun. Trey. Just a few days after Lee told us that we've lost the romance of trick-or-treating, Trailblazers big man Pau Gasol told Marka.com that fast shots and short possessions mean the NBA has lost the beauty of the game. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> What's something else, guys, that has lost its beauty? Skeets. I think simplicity. It's gone. We have lost the beauty <laughs> of simplicity. Let me explain very quickly. We are just now inundated with way too much choice. There is too <laughs> much variety. And for example, the Oreo cookie. Okay, <laughs> the Oreo cookie is a completely fine, it, better. It's a perfect it's snack. Perfect. It's it a perfect, perfect cookie. It's a as classic. It but now, over the last couple of years, we have way too many damn flavors. Lemon, mint, peanut butter, red velvet, birthday cake, hot cocoa, hot and spicy cinnamon, salted caramel, <laughs> coconut, there are another 15 that I won't name. What? That's ridiculous. Okay, relax. Two or three max. That's it. We don't need all of these. Who needs a coconut Oreo cookie? Just eat an Oreo cookie with a little bit of coconut if you really <laughs> got to match the two together. What? Is this coming from a guy who loves an Oreo thin, a variation of the Oreo. Ooh. That's fair, <laughs> but that could be one of the three. Fat, okay, double stuffed. Thin and normal. We don't need other flavors. There's too many. Just like Blades of Steel, you got a fat, a thin, or a normal. That's all you need. Uh, that was that's ice. That's why market. I shop at Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I shop at Trader Joe's. All right. One option. JD, what's something else that has lost its beauty? Uh, Mad Magazine. Another <laughs> casualty of Warner Media. They got they got canned when we got canned. They're still printing it. Uh, my son, he's thirteen. He, he's been a he's been a subscriber for the last two years. They relaunched it and they were killing it. It was great. Really? Yeah, like just the same as I remember as a kid, like biting satire, just hilarious. And then uh, you know Warner Media got bought, uh, we got fired, and everybody at Mad Magazine got fired. They're still publishing the magazine, but only with older like pre-published oh, stuff okay which oh. you know going to the back catalog yeah and it was uh you know it was a beautiful art form it was just you know uh an inspiration in me and howard stern and hundreds of other people thousands of other people good one all right Tass, what's something else that has lost its beauty my daughter's feces her uh <laughs> her bowel movements they're very yeah. cute as a as a baby Mm. Uh, I loved it. I, I, I loved making sure everything was clean. Oh, let's put a little cream in there. Make sure she doesn't get a diaper rash. Everything was great, but now we're getting uh, we're getting too close to adult poop. Oh. It's, uh, it, it really sucks when the real stuff starts coming out. You know, yeah. start eating yeah. like steaks and chickpeas and. Ugh. Okay. 
<laughs> you went, you went, you took it a step too far. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark, it's one Danielle, dad to another dad. <laughs> We're very happy with what we've passed down to her in terms of her intestinal tract and her digestive system. Everything is great. Um, but you know we're getting we're getting a little too close to a, a big quagga daga down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Earlier this week, former wizard Trevor Booker filled hoops hypes Alex Kennedy in on some of the stuff that went down with the knucklehead wizards. Quote Booker: One player cut another player's suit. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. We'd break into each other's rooms and beat a player up, tie him up. I'm just glad I made it out alive. I'm not even sure if he's joking about any of this, uh, guys. Yeah. What is the craziest prank? you have ever been a part of. Skeets. Yeah, this is this is the lamest prank I've ever been a part of, because uh, I, I remembered it sort of at the last minute here, but in high school, we were uh, we were seniors in high school, and for whatever reason, uh, it was around the Christmas break, or we were approaching the Christmas break, um, a rumor started, that I think we started, that we were going to have a giant food fight in the cafeteria <laughs> on the final day before Christmas, and this sort of gained steam for a good week or two and we were playing it up that we were just going to have a giant giant food fight to the point where you know teachers were coming up to us and saying like what's going on is that actually happening they like got way more staff into the cafeteria and we as a, you know whatever time we said it was going to happen let's say 12:30 and everybody knows everybody in this cafeteria knows that this food fight is in theory going to happen and all of our group of friends a bunch of the seniors we literally counted down from 10 as if we were going to start throwing food at each other, all stood up while holding food, like fake gonna throw it, and yelled, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and we all walked out. <laughs> and it was wow, so wholesome. I know. <laughs> but that is a lame-ass prank. <laughs> I disagree. I thought that was fun. Oh, I didn't see that uh, twist at the end there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. The anti-prank yeah. is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to go crazy. Actually, we're going to be very respectful. And I guess yeah. Yeah. Got him. Everybody had a good old laugh. <laughs> JD. Uh, try to make this, try to describe this as best I can. Uh, we, uh, in the 90s, I was working as a bartender, and uh, one of our friends had a car who would dri- sort of carpool to work. So guy would pick me up. And then we'd pick up another guy at his house, his, his old rundown uh, house in Parkdale, back when Parkdale was Parkdale. Uh, and he was a partier, and he was always late. He was always, you know, we always had to go in. So we, would, we, we went in, and he had this big mutt, like a German Shepherd sort of St. Bernard mix. Uh, the guy was had been partying the night before he was still upstairs shuffling around we called hey we're here blah 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 we realized that the dog had taken a massive dump in the middle of the floor like right at the bottom of the stairs so my buddy thought it would be hilarious it was like a spur of the moment like let's do this he dropped his pants dropped his underwear and squatted over Over the the poo Right in the view of when he came down, the other guy came down the stairs and basically saw this guy with his, like, squatting on the floor with a massive pile of shit. Just, like, just the image of it and the look on his face. And then he basically went at him. Like, I had to separate them. Wow, he really He was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was real shit. Like, it was, it stunk. And, uh... 
So we're like, oh no, we're just kidding, we're just kidding. It was the dog, it was the dog, it was there when we got here, when we got here. Ah, uh, but man, I will never forget the look at his face. face. <laughs> you see it, a grown man squatting on the floor over a pile of poo. And, it, and it was good. so spontaneous. Oh, like I, He snapped into action like right away. It's amazing. I loved it. Uh, very funny, Tess. Uh, well... I mean, I've got, uh, you just reminded me of a poop prank that I had totally <laughs> forgotten about, but, you know, I'll stay away from the poop. I think we've had enough of that talk. Yeah. Uh, actually, then, uh, the prank that I have here, I think Skeets was at as well. It was uh, a bachelor party uh, for a friend of ours in college, and we went to a mall, and he had an agenda. He had a list of things he had to do. He had to go up to a... A sales representative and I don't know, try on women's clothes or something. Yeah, that's crazy. You're nuts. <laughs> and then he uh, he went into he had to went into the parking lot. Somebody pulled out a carton of eggs. He had to take his shirt off, and he literally just got whipped with eggs, <laughs> which is not very nice. Hey, that hurts. Him. Yeah, there was a lot of Rick Welts on him uh, for days and days and days and days and days. Uh, so it was kind of lame, you know. We went to went to a mall in the yeah, suburbs. Yeah, that was so weird. It was weird. We were literally a bunch of guys walking behind the bat, quote unquote bachelor, so he Check could go. Check it off a list. Yeah, bother people in the malls. Lame. Wow. And it was so sad. So, to I love you, Mike Bagley. Was, I love you. Yeah, it was so sad to waste all those eggs too. That's what really got. That's me. a good point. Yeah. Dory, I scooped up the shells and put them in my compost. <laughs> Gotta hoard your browns. Anyways, when he was asked about being one of the last high school draftees in the league, Dwight Howard told the Athletics' Bill Oram the secret to his longevity. So my advice for anybody is try to eat as healthy as you can. Health is wealth. A lot of people try to get rich with money, but try to get rich with your body. Lee, we know how you get rich with your body, but for the rest of us, Skeets, how are you getting rich with your body? Just before I answer, is this why Dwight Howard has so many kids? He's actually getting rich from, like, ejaculating into cups as a, as a sperm donor? Right? He's getting rich from making all these Get kids. rich with your body. Yeah. Get rich or die trying. Um, my answer is growing a beard, recently growing a beard. Um, not only keeping me warm while I've been mm. stranded here in Toronto, helping me out there, but my wife says it makes me look wise and, quote, you look like you have sound investments. <laughs> That's what she said to me last night. Yeah. I was like, That's what? a compliment. I know. Sounds like what? she is investing in your beard. I guess so. Um, but I think this bad boy is coming off when I head back to Atlanta. Oh, so, uh, yeah. 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 Come on, man. We got to see it in person. At least bring it to the office. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Sure you pack it. <laughs> Put it in your carry-on. Do I carry on? Yeah, bring yeah, your yeah. beard to work day. Yeah. JD, how are you getting rich with your body? Uh, I am not getting rich with my body. You know who's getting rich with my body is Orange Theory Fitness at Fort York down here in Toronto. I, I did not think I'd be up here this long, and I have to go a la carte. So every time I go work out, it's costing me $16 Canadian, and uh, which is not, not bad, bad, but yeah. I'm also still paying for my gym back home. Oh. And I also have a 20-pack of uh, passes that they won't accept up here for Orange Theory in Atlanta. See, that's, see, that's ridiculous. I know. Why? Why? Well, it's a different country. Who cares? Out. It's the same damn company. I know. I know. All right, relax, Skeetie. Come on. I, I am getting boy. the $16 is a preferred rate, but still. I mean, I'm going like three, four times a week over here. It's adding up. They are getting rich off your body. But Tass, how are you getting rich with your body? Hanging out with my girl, Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. 
a mm. fantastic YouTube channel. It's a lifestyle. It's a culture. I'm happy to give her $9.99 a month. She has a lot of free stuff, but I'm happy to pay her a subscription for what she's doing for me mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually, and every other alley. Just I can tell that you have found what feels good. Right. Totally. FWFG. Got to get some some of her uh, merch. Has the has the dog in yoga with Adrian ever taken a dump on the floor? <laughs> that's Benji? subscription content right there. That's right. Yeah, that's what I get for my nine ninety nine. Cool. All right, that's a very dirty, gross, rapid fire. Apologies all around. That's Sorry it for us today. Please like, rate, and review wherever you listen to No Dunks on Apple Podcasts. Those five star ratings they give us life. Help us out, guys. Email your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nodunksinc. I'm headed back, as I said, to Atlanta on the weekend. JD will be following in a couple of weeks. But we will have a special podcast dropping once again over the weekend. So uh, keep your eyes and your ears on the No Dunks feed for that. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, if you're feeling frisky... You can leave a question in a five-star review. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.